0: and welcome to PotterNot, a podcast for new and returning readers with conflicted Harry Potter feelings. I am Adela, my pronouns are she-her, and I am a tired fan.
1: I am Zoe, my pronouns are she-her, and I am a jaded fan even more so in these chapters.
0: <laughs> I am
2: E, my pronouns are she-they, and I am a reluctant fan.
0: This week, we will be diving into the good and the bad of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, chapters 29 and 30, the dream and the pensive. Or pensive?
2: I'm pretty sure it's pensive.
0: Yeah, because sieve is also sieve.
2: Yes. It's intended to rhyme with the adjective pensive.
1: Yes. Yes. And it is also a pun on the word sieve, as in to sieve something from something else. Uh huh. Yeah. It is not pensive. Which was definitely uh, <laughs> something that a lot of people said and say. It is not a French word. It is a pun on an English word in English.
2: Although the the pensive adjective in English and the uh, yes <laughs> verb, that verb in French are related. so yes, they
1: are. It could well are. be. Yeah. Everything in English is from something else, except for the bits that are from Old English. which are pretty few anyway very very few won't is one that i oh yeah we just i just learned did you also get that tiktok TikTok? yes
2: (laughs) 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 all right i'm right on cue dizzy has gotten annoyed and
0: is leaving (laughs) oh bye katie got some grumpy podcasts today i
2: i touched Mm -hmm. the beans too many times too many (laughs) times you um Thanks. as you may be able to tell we don't want to talk about these chapters.
0: <laughs> I there's just not that much to say about them. And nothing
2: happens. Like yeah. There's a little bit of debrief on the madness of Mr. Crouch scene yeah. which doesn't accomplish anything.
0: Yeah, it's just discussing it and not having a conclusion and then discussing it with Moody and not having a conclusion.
2: And then discussing it again yeah. with Dumbledore Dumbledore, and
0: still not having a (laughs) conclusion. Is it Bagman who's there? No, it's uh, it's Fudge.
2: Fudge is there,
0: the minister. Yeah, these two chapters are all c plot, and they're not. Nothing is happening.
2: Nothing is happening.
0: It's mystery, but there are no clues.
2: There's a one moment with Fred and George, which, but I don't think we, I don't think that's anything new either.
0: Yeah, and it's also not related to C plot.
1: It's doubling down on what you've suspected so yeah. far, if you suspect anything. I think that this plot, these chapters are actually full of clues, but they're full of clues in the way that book two is full yeah. of clues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like clues that are supposed to be a mystery, but this whole book hasn't been a mystery. So now I'm suddenly getting like a whole bunch, two full chapters of like clues and premonitions and things are happening. And it's like, yeah, but I was under the impression that this was actually a sports book about a tournament. So why are you suddenly giving yeah. me a bunch of clues that don't connect?
0: Also, the clues are so vague that they, like we were saying last episode, because we've read the book before, Zoe and I, we can see all those clues. But anyone else, like, the the dream, he is dead. Who is he? We don't know because there's no indication that that right. is a clue. There's
2: no information. It doesn't even feel like the type of thing... Like in a good murder mystery, right? You can go back and you can pick up the lines where like, oh, the, you know, this suspect said this. And then yeah. you know how that fits in later. Yeah. Like this is, this doesn't even feel like that. Yeah. Like, I don't think I could come back and read this
1: again and be like, oh, that's where that was going. Like, These just- are pure filler in a way that doesn't.
0: Yeah. They fit
1: together because they're pure filler, which is why when I split up the book, they ended up as their own section. And there's some mildly interesting stuff in the pensive chapter, right? Like there's a lot going on there that we are going to return to.
0: Yeah. And we'll probably spend most of today's episode talking about that chapter. But yeah, I'll just do a quick plot summary because it's only two chapters and barely anything happens. Sure. Harry goes to divination and has another dream about Voldemort. Similar to the one that opened the book. Yes, Yes, exactly. Which doesn't tell him anything except for that somebody is dead and Wormtail didn't do something that he was supposed to do. Um, yeah.
2: And the snake <laughs> is still there.
0: And the snake is still there. Uh, and also, Voldemort apparently gets owls. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, it's, the, uh, it's the only way
2: of receiving messages, don't you know?
0: Then he goes to Dumbledore's office and uh, overhears a conversation between Dumbledore, Moody, and Fudge, which doesn't tell him anything. And then. Uh, the next chapter, uh, he goes into Dumbledore's pensive uh, and looks at Dumbledore's memories of trials that happened uh, right after Voldemort's downfall, which is the one interesting thing about these chapters. Yeah. Yeah. I've always liked the way that dialogue is written in these books between characters that we know. Um, like, I like the conversations that Harry, Ron, and Hermione have, and I like the back and forth between them and the twins, I think those are yeah, fun, but they're not useful in like there's nothing there's no substance happening in those, yeah,
2: yeah, this is definitely like I was just doing some of my own fanfic writing earlier today, and this definitely feels like the kind of thing where you're like, I have to get this plot from point A to point C mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't really have any incredibly interesting scenes in mind for yeah. that duration of time.
1: Yeah that's exactly what this is. They have to learn information that they will reflect on later and the author has to give information that they will reflect on later.
2: Which there hasn't been a ton of in
0: these books.
1: I think
2: the last time we remarked on this was like somewhere in book one or two.
0: I also I forgot to mention an important detail about the uh the dream chapter. Harry finally learns the stunning spell. Oh, There's yeah. an important thing that happens in these chapters. <laughs> it takes him one practice session to learn it. Yeah, he stuns Ron five times and he got it. And now he knows how to do it.
1: Um, why didn't he just already learn it? Who knows? I would love to know the answer to that question. <sighs>
0: well, because we if, we, if he knew it earlier, then so many things could have been avoided and then we can't do that for plot reasons. So that's why yeah, he doesn't know
2: it. We need this. those drama. <laughs> I would like to know why, in thousands of years, they have never invented a practice dummy?
1: <laughs> truly in charms, so they have one in the movie in book five. yeah, that's oh, true. really, yeah. I just think
2: that would be a pretty mundane object in a world where every child is learning these
0: things, and also they can transfigure it to move and, like, interact a little bit also all of most of their not most of their classes but all of their like wand work classes pretty much involve like practicing on each other at least charms and uh defense against the dark arts involve that and it would make sense to have
1: it would make sense to have but the more i think about it the more i think i understand why they don't which is like when you've stunned a dummy how do you know that you're successful because it's not corporeal And like, if you do Rictum Sempra*, like- I assume it would
2: be enchanted with like a little bit of- Like a robot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would have to be because there's just too many spells that require- Like,
2: I'm I'm thinking like, I don't know, like uh, uh, a magical version of like a CPR dummy.
0: They could literally use the suits of armor, which are already enchanted to move around. That's true.
1: (laughs) That's actually a really good point. Anyway, add that to (laughs) our notes for
0: our episode about uh what is wrong with hogwarts and why how we would make it better
2: yeah right (laughs) practice dummies practice dummies Um, i would also like to give a small shout out to ron's theory about snape that he can turn into a bat (laughs) i would like to explore this theory
0: ron is gonna forget about that immediately but i i appreciate that no actually it's harry's theory Is it Harry that says? Oh, unless he could turn into a bat or something, Harry said. Yeah, that's true. I would like to explore this. It's
2: there's just. Yep. (sighs) (laughs) I mean, those are like the only two things I have to say because there's nothing else. If Snape
0: was an animagus, he would definitely turn into a bat.
1: The yeah, the big cloak. I have so many things in these chapters that we're going to have to wait to come back to because of things that are happening that you can't talk about until you know the end of the book. And we're going to be talking a lot about character work at the end of the book. And there's just things that I can't talk about here. I have never liked the dream sequence in this chapter. Mm. I think the opening dream sequence is really well done. Especially for like a sudden drop into a book in a different way than has been for the past three books in the series that always had the same opening. I think that was really smart. This one doesn't this one is just it does nothing
0: except for make harry go to see dumbledore
1: so first of all there's that and second of all this is very i had a dream last night can i tell you about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which i don't care (laughs) (laughs) and the start of this dream in particular is very harry tells me about a dream he had Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whereas what it should have been is harry tells me about a something he doesn't know what it is that's going on in his brain that he had which is what the first yeah. opening chapter was Right, and I'm much more interested in the actual things that he is seeing or not seeing as we will learn as we go through which is like is this happening or not he doesn't know Dumbledore doesn't know yeah. but the actual scene with Voldemort and Wormtail I almost said Wormtongue um, <laughs> once again once again the scene that Harry sees or perceives or whatever, despite the fact that the clues are bad and poorly written in this chapter, is much, much more interesting than the, like, full page about him slipping into a dream and what he does in the dream and what... I don't care. And it just puts me in a sour mood for the scene that follows, which is actually very important and is full of clues that you are not supposed to know what they mean until the end. Yeah,
2: I do feel like divination
1: was possibly the worst choice for where to set that scene although i actually do love trelawney's response
0: i do like trelawney's reaction to it oh yeah but and also it makes sense for that to be a class that he would fall asleep in yeah. oh, for sure. um i was just thinking about like other fantasy books i've read and other books that aren't fantasy but where a character has a vision of some kind or like or a dream of some kind it's always it's not always but there are a lot of books where it is described in like quick flashes rather than Mm -hmm. just like a full description it'll be like like a couple word flashes of like things that they see or like feelings that they have which isn't necessarily like i don't know what i like better but i just realized that that's not a thing that ever happens in these books even when he has odd mixed up dreams that are like normal dreams turning into you know Mm -hmm. prophecy dreams or whatever those are still fully described there's no it's never like a random colors and random feelings and right there's not
2: much it's not very dreamlike
1: yeah there is that in late late series but at that point they know what's happening
0: right? and i still don't think it's it's still not the way that i am thinking with other books that i'm talking yeah about.
1: i totally get what you're saying i think that the only thing that comes close is book five with the like flashes of anger and things But even that is is different. Yeah, I just, this chapter is, it's filler in the worst way. The conversation with Hermione and Ron and reading Sirius's letter is uninteresting because it's all been said already. It's just not a well done section, which is a shame because we just came off of what we thought was a really interesting section, even if it wasn't well done, which is the second task. So, I don't know. I do enjoy Hermione's, or not Hermione, I, the opposite of Hermione. I do enjoy Trelawney's response, which is like...
0: <laughs> Trelawney, the opposite of Hermione.
1: I mean... My dear, no. you were undoubtedly stimulated by the extraordinary clairvoyant vibrations of my room.
0: I somehow didn't notice before that she was, like, claiming credit for that.
1: Oh, 100% yeah. she was. Oh,
2: 100%. I would like to have her little um, crystal ball solar system. I would like to have it. Yeah, it
1: sounds really beautiful. Yeah,
0: it does sound very cool. Side note, reading yeah. that chapter and her talking about, uh, like, angles between planets and things like that is a very, like, reading divination stuff is now a very different experience for me having a girlfriend who is a is a witch in real life. <laughs> now and that like, you know,
2: like... Now that I know, like,
0: how that actually works in real life, it's, uh... It's probably not this. I mean, it it is a lot of this, but I think the wizarding world doesn't see it that way because it's, like muggle stuff that she's doing but anyway and also it's probably not written correctly because jkr wouldn't do enough research to write it correctly
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i would like to point i don't think there's anything to say about it but i would like to point to the at the end of the dream chapter the uh implication of maxime and hagrid in the disappearance of crouch Which is a really interesting thing that she threw in there, just to be like. Hagrid
0: is, I feel like Hagrid is more there as an example of what Maxime is not, but Maxime is the one that Fudge is like.
2: Like, Fudge throwing in this, like her just throwing in this random prejudice. Prejudice from Fudge, which I, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the pensive.
0: Should we talk about the pensive? Pottermore page first
1: yeah yeah let's let's talk about the
0: object since we haven't read a Pottermore page in quite a while in this entire book possibly I don't know if we've done any in this book oh no we read we read uh the illness and disability right right. Uh, way early yeah
2: uh, I uh I chose to forget that one
1: uh uh-huh uh A pensive is a wide and shallow dish made of metal or stone, often elaborately decorated or inlaid with precious stones and carrying powerful and complex enchantments.
2: I definitely imagine it as um, Galadriel's
1: little bowl from Lord of the Rings with the water I mean, it's not dissimilar from that. Yeah. It's just not like on a stone pedestal in the middle of a forest. Right. With a beautiful, you know, ancient elf enchanting it beautiful but terrible. Uh-huh. Who will go into the west and remain galadriel? I actually really love that scene from the movie. Me too.
2: Yeah, the animation is cringe in retrospect.
1: <laughs> yes. It is very it's cringe, but
0: um, oh, her her delivery incredible. Yes. Anyway.
1: <laughs> it's very I put this through a Mac face app filter 2003. Anyway. Uh-huh. Defensive is not that. Although it is
0: a bull. It is a bowl. And it holds memories.
2: This page says that the Hogwarts pensive is engraved with modified Saxon runes, which I cannot begin to unpack what that <laughs> is. Um, but it does imply that this enchantment has been around for over a thousand years.
0: Yeah, it says that the, the bowl itself is at least 500 years old because it's older than the, than the castle.
2: If it's Saxon, it would be back to the seven or 600s. Yes.
1: Yeah. The page is uninteresting. I removed a spoiler that wasn't much of a spoiler, but I removed it anyway for ease benefit. The one thing that I
2: would be interested in is the author doesn't seem to make a distinction between memory and fact. If that makes sense. Like, Mm. we are intended to assume that the memories stored in the pensive are a completely accurate depiction of the event being recorded.
1: Yeah, I feel like I read a fic about this. I'm not going to be able to find this fic. I mention fics every episode and half the time I can find them and half the time I can't because (laughs) I just like crawl AO3 and read whatever I can find. And then like I'm a gremlin and never return to them. Yeah. Um, there I feel was like getting a fic more... I read that was about modified memory yeah. and not modified memory in the obviate way, modified memory in the like Tom Brokaw, I thought I was in a helicopter because I was told the story so many times kind of way. Right. Like mm-hmm.
2: the way that we modify our own memories over time. The more often you remember a memory, the more degraded it is. If I was in a courtroom, I would not be storing. In my memory, like the appearances of every single person there, or well, it does exact... say that it's
0: subconscious, but
2: I don't even know if it would be in my subconscious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like like we get this with legal stuff a lot of the time. Like a witness testimony is based on how they it's how they perceive the event. So if like if somebody's saying, Oh, this guy was threatening
1: me, like that's O-E. how they'll remember it. <laughs> e you can do this. I'm just remembering I did read a fic about this, but also this is in the books.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah, it's I was gonna say there will we will see we will see memories that have been tampered with, but it's the only ones that we see are very like obviously tampered with, but it is implied mm-hmm. that if a more skilled wizard could actually do it in a way that is not detectable, so.
2: See, I'm, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about no, the way that
0: yeah. normal
1: human memory works. I think we should return to this question in book six.
0: Yes, because we will be in the pensive a lot, a pensive okay. a lot in book six, so.
1: But I think that the answer to your question is that this can be done on a subconscious level because the character in question doesn't want to believe that he has done something that has caused something. And so he Mm -hmm. keeps telling himself that it wasn't his fault and that what he said didn't make a difference. And that in and of itself seems to have changed the memory. And he knows that that has changed the memory. And he has to willingly admit that what he has done has caused something bad. And therefore he can give the memory.
0: Goodness, I can't wait to get back to that conversation in book six because that is not how I read it anyway. It's fascinating.
2: All right. I just want to make the point that human memory is extremely unreliable, both conscious yeah. and subconscious. And I think it would be more interesting if that were, yeah, a factor.
0: The way it is written is that it's not actually you're not really viewing their particular memory. You're viewing the exact event that happened, and you're seeing it from their perspective.
1: That's the implication. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which...
1: The implication that is is that it's taking in eyesight and hearing but it is not it's just dropping you into
0: the memory as if you were there as if you were in the event the it from assassin's creed
2: yeah where you are literally just reliving the events from that person's perspective
0: except you're not in that person's body you're beside them <laughs> no,
2: so who even knows i just want to see more fumbled, unreliable narrator stuff
1: oh well, well I would- good uh, yeah, good mm-hmm. news mm-hmm.
0: yep hmm I would like to see it. <laughs> Good news. Good news. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's talk about these trials and what passes for justice in the wizarding world.
2: I assume we're meant to assume that the information, like the, the scenes of the trials here are accurate.
0: These, the scenes of these trials are accurate, yes. For the purposes of the canon of these books, the scenes of these trials are accurate.
1: Before we dive into the justice or what passes for in the wizarding world, Harry, Harry I implore you through space and time and fiction and reality, stop poking into other people's shit.
0: With your wand, also i always I've always bugged me that he like use a a pen or something, like a normal object that's not magical to touch this stuff if you're like yeah. I, at least he's smart enough not to touch it with his hand, but like. Why would you use a magical okay, anyway?
1: <laughs> There's just like a lot going on here, and I would love for Harry to like have four sensible brain cells. <laughs> yeah.
2: He has one brain cell and it's touch it with something else first.
1: Yes. And that's
0: as far as it
1: goes. <laughs> to be fair, he didn't mean to touch it with his nose. He he did accidentally do that, but also just like, my my friend, my dear loved friend from my child, don't stop. <laughs> It's like a cat. Don't touch that.
0: Luckily for him, there's nothing dangerous about it, but he didn't know that beforehand.
1: Also, this will come to bite him in the ass. Stop it, Harry. (laughs) He also says, I will read the sentence that we are referencing. He wanted to touch it, the liquid inside the pensive, to find out what it felt like. But nearly four years of experience in the magical world told him that sticking his hand into a bowl of some unknown substance was a very stupid thing to do. He therefore pulled out his wand out of the inside of his robes, cast a nervous look around the office, looked back at the contents of the basin, and prodded them. You're doing great, sweetheart. Two brain cells. Anyway, there's three trials that we see. E, can we get your overall thoughts
0: about this whole (sighs) situation? So we see the trials
2: are happening at different times. Yes. Like this isn't- Within the span of like six months. I thought the characters were described as, like, visibly, like, noticeably different ages.
1: Uh, Maybe I
2: interpreted
0: it wrong.
1: They are described as that, but if you look at the internal canon of the story, it would probably be within six months to a year.
0: Dumbledore is only wearing different clothes. Crouch is, like, more worn out in later and ones. Moody but is
1: missing more of his Moody face. Moody is we- missing more of his face, yeah. yeah. Which could have um, happened at any time.
2: Also, a uh, negative shout-out to uh, physical descriptions of Moody in these chapters, once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of word twisted being used. Bad, bad stuff. I don't know what I can overall say about it, except that just, like, this justice system sucks. Mm-hmm. Which is not a new thought. There's no, There's no formal legal proceeding happening.
0: I did notice this time, because I guess I've paid more attention to real-life trial stuff since the last time i read these books but i did notice that they it does skip the actual like evidence section of the of the trial and like arguments section of the trial and skips right to the like judgment the judgment for both bagman and crouch's son do we know
2: that those things happen
0: well it says both of them say like we have seen the evidence and this is the our conclusion or whatever at the beginning of when that those people come in Except for the only one that doesn't do that is Karkarov because he Mm. asked to come in and was
1: already... He's already
2: been sentenced. Yeah. Right. It just... And I mean, this might be the author's lack of familiarity with court proceedings or whatever, but there doesn't feel like there's a legal system here. Like, it does not feel like there is a process.
0: I also don't know what the jury is, but I have always felt like it's just the same... Like, they're always the same people. It's not like they're outside pe- I don't think they're people outside of the ministry that come in and be the jury. I think they're like just, people it's the Wins and in. gamut. It, yeah, it is the winds and gamut. That's exactly what it is. So it's like, yeah, it's always the same people. It's not, they're not going to be like impartial.
1: You don't get a jury of your peers. Yeah. Yeah. You get the court and the court itself is also the jury. Yep. Um, yeah, the you court will is see the jury. more legal proceedings in the future, all of which are fucked up. In different yep. ways. Mm-hmm. I'm actually interested in taking fucked up court as a given
0: yep. uh-huh. and hearing
1: what you think of internally within the story what you thought of these.
2: I think it makes sense, right? Knowing what we learned in book three about Dementors and Azkaban and the whole like the, the experience that Sirius had, this makes sense. Like I would not have expected a better uh, <laughs> trial system, given what we know. Um, I don't know. I just I don't like it. I I didn't learn anything except for like a little bit of interesting character stuff about the people that are on trial in these scenes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I we t- talked about Snape last, like Snape being a Death Eater, having been yeah. a Death Eater. I think that this is the first time where it's like explicitly actually said is in Karkarov's trial yeah
2: it is not as dramatic of a reveal as i expected yeah given that you told me that we didn't already know this (laughs) yeah (laughs) like this should be a a relatively like bombshell information for harry to learn Mm -hmm. and just like he's just like hey Dumbledore is he chill and Dumbledore's like yeah he's chill and then that's the end of it
0: but Harry has been kind of suspicious about it throughout this book he's been seeing the clues dropped and has like yeah. started to started to think it doesn't I don't think he reacts like it's a bombshell either like he's like he asks Dumbledore about it and Dumbledore's just like no, yeah no I trust him and I'm not gonna tell you why and Harry's like okay <laughs>
2: <What>? <laughs> all right but- <laughs> fine by me Not like this professor has been trying to kill me for four years.
0: (laughs) I think also Harry doesn't, Harry's so used to like bad, uh, being badly treated by adults that he doesn't see the other evil stuff about Snape. Oh yeah, of course my professor used to be evil.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Harry doesn't seem to
2: care about that. No, Harry doesn't react, which is kind of wild. It feels like if, There had been like a second revision pass or on this chapter, like that would have been made more important because it's the resolution of like a mini plot in this, yeah, book is like, What's up with Professor Snape? and it's just like, Oh, yeah, he used to be a Death Eater, but it's fine now.
0: I wonder if it's also because, and there's no like, there's no evidence in the text of Harry actually thinking this through, but. Like, he does, when he's talking to Dumbledore afterwards, he does see in the pensive Snape telling Dumbledore about their marks getting stronger. And right. maybe that's, like, just, a, it just kind of corroborates Dumbledore's claim that he trusts Snape because Snape is there telling him, like, giving him the information. You yeah, know?
2: it's still weirdly, like, un...
0: unexplored by Harry. I I do know... I do know that they will, like, Harry will discuss it with Ron and Hermione in the next chapter. And like, yeah. so it won't, it's not the end of it. But I agree. His reaction is kind of surprising. Yeah. <laughs> or lack of reaction.
1: I have many thoughts about the court. And we are going to be coming back to these scenes at the end of the book. I find Karkaroff's really interesting. Yeah. In the... There are so so many things that I cannot say. So I have to <laughs> phrase this very carefully, but in the way that he very easily and happily gives up names, there's a lot going on there. Uh-huh. And I think that the way he talks about Snape, the way he talks about these other people, yeah, Rookwood and others, is really important for future
0: books. The thing with Karkaroff is that he is not a brave or strong person and he no. is very much just like following the most powerful thing at the time, which right. in that it during the trial, the ministry is the most powerful, like because Voldemort's gone, the ministry is more powerful than the Death Eaters that Karkaroff is naming. So yeah. he is desperate to get in the favor of the more powerful side. Yeah, which is why he's doing this.
1: (laughs) This should remind you of Wormtail. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think that that's probably what I'm trying to get at here, without giving too much away. Mm -hmm. Um, Ludo Bagman's thing wasn't very interesting.
0: Yeah, I was. I was going to say, what do you think is the purpose? I know I have an idea of what the purpose of that being in this chapter is. Do you? Ludo Bagman's trial. Because it doesn't have any clues. It's, it just uh, reaffirms Rookwood, which was already said in the, in Karkarovs.
2: I mean, what, what we're seeing is the, like we're seeing this for character info on Crouch.
1: Yes. Less so than for Bagman. Yes. Although this is part of what, and Hermione will say this out loud, so I'm not saying anything you're not about to read like in the next couple of days, but Hermione will say this out loud. This is what, this is part of what Rita Skeeter was talking about Mm -hmm. in the previous chapter when she says, I know things about Luda Bagman that would make your hair curl.
0: Because she was in that trial uh, taking notes. Yeah. The things she
1: knows would not be
2: exclusive. There's like dozens of people in here. True.
0: (laughs) The thing that I was going to say is um, I think the reason why this scene is, or this, why Bagman's trial is included is to throw the reader off about whoever they're thinking is the perpetrator behind everything like uh-huh. it, like because ludo bagman there's like hints throughout the book that are like ooh, he's a little bit suspicious ooh, right. why is he helping harry and then this is like adding on to that basically
1: yeah That's yeah believable
0: yeah it is believable and the reaction from the jury is also very accurate to the reaction of uh pr- white privilege
1: Yeah. Um, It's never really believable that he would be the the bad guy. Yeah. Right. He's an empty red herring.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think this is part of just, like, showing how broken this trial system is. Mm -hmm. Which I think the author is trying to make the point that it's because Crouch is going way too hard. But also because the conviction is based on well he's good at sports and we like him mm-hmm. yep yep so we're gonna let him off
1: which is the opposite of of course the next the trial trial
0: yeah which is those are all of the people that like tortured neville's parents
2: and crouches them
0: none of whom are named i re- realized which i didn't realize before but yeah
2: no they just get
0: descriptions we will see all of them in the future yeah. So.
1: The description of Fudge's son, Fudge's son, of Crouch's son, and how he reacts is really important. That is what how, I want to say. How all Crouch reacts. He, not how, how Crouch he? reacts. He, how Crouch's son reacts.
0: Okay. He's, yeah. he's 19 in this trial. Okay.
2: He's described as if he's like 10. Well, yeah.
0: Well, they, it, it says when he first. See, when you first see him, Harry says, Harry... No,
2: I know, but the, teenager, the but. language and yeah. the, like, descriptions.
0: I never thought that that was strange, because he, he is surrounded by dementors. And, I mean, yeah, like, he's desperate, desperate, of so.
2: mind. <laughs>
0: yeah. I would also be acting like a toddler. It's just, it's a really horrible scene, just yeah, in general. It's
1: a scene, and Terrible. it is a huge internal plot hole.
0: Is it? Oh yes, you'll have to DM me, Zoe. So we... <laughs> I
1: I will DM you. Um, God damn it! But it's okay. You're gonna get there. Like next section. Yeah. Okay. Um. Mm. Like you are not. This is not going to be a long wait by any means. Okay. Literally, the next section is going to be. I I'm looking ahead because I I want to know I want to know where it is that is um I'm season? talking about. Uh. No, sorry, it's the section after that. It's the... So we have three sections left in the book, in case folks are wondering. The section that I'm talking about is the second to last section. Anyway. (laughs) But the point here is that it creates an enormous internal plot hole that I have always found really frustrating.
0: And Mm. the way
1: that things are described within the court scene really... Goes against things that happen later on. Interesting. But I also think that the conversation after they come out is really interesting. Like, I don't like these chapters, but there's some interest here, I guess.
0: I, yeah. The, so let's move on to, unless, does anyone have anything further to say about the trials? I don't mm-hmm.
2: think so.
0: No. So the conversation with Dumbledore after, which is a conversation I totally forgot even happens in this chapter, but. It's so obvious that Dumbledore is just trying to drop clues for Harry because he he's like looking at the Snape memory of Snape giving him like talking about the mark. And then he's looking at Bertha Jorkins and both those things are not relevant to Harry. Like they are relevant to Harry because Harry's involved in everything. But Dumbledore doesn't need to do that in front of Harry. He's doing it in front of Harry because he wants Harry to ask about it yeah (laughs) so
1: he's doing in front of harry so that we can see it (laughs) well yeah that too but
0: (laughs) dumbledore is also you know he's dropping hints in a very vague way as he tends to do
2: in the worst uh, most unhelpful way
0: yeah (laughs) yeah and then is like oh yeah all these disappearances are linked in case you didn't figure that out for yourself already yeah
1: yeah the
2: only information he gives that actually is anything. Is that like one, he explains Harry's scar. Yes hurting. Which I don't think
0: that has not been explained before, that's true.
2: And he says that there is a muggle disappearance, which is the guy from the beginning of the book, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's frustrating that Harry didn't immediately be like, oh, by the way. Yeah. Like this is something that he chose not to tell Dumbledore. But he specifically worked on remembering this dream. Yeah. Which we see in the chapter that he wakes up in the second chapter of the book. Yeah. and Dumbledore knows
0: about it because Sirius is corresponding, which is what I mentioned in the last episode. <laughs> Sirius and Dumbledore correspond, but
1: yeah, Sirius and Dumbledore correspond,
2: and he reads the Muggle newspapers. He reads the newspapers, and then he tells him about uh, Neville's parents. Yes.
0: yes, and that for us is the most important thing about these chapters. Yes, because,
2: because we
1: are on the Neville protection squad. We are the Neville, Neville protection. Squad. We are the Neville protection
0: Co- squad in this house. We protect, we protect Neville. Neville. I love him. And I he makes me very
1: sad. Yeah. For for those people who are listening, but haven't read the books or haven't read the books in a very long time. What is described here is that what is it? Crouch's son is the one who gave Neville's parents to Voldemort. And the
0: other Death Eaters that were with him in the trial were the ones that uh, they tortured Neville's parents to try to figure out the whereabouts of Voldemort after he disappeared, because both of Neville's parents were Aurors.
1: So, first of all, the, the other Death Eaters that are there, that's gonna come back. Uh-huh. Later. Secondly, Neville.
0: Neville.
1: Yeah. Who would have been... His birthday is what? A week before Harry's? Two weeks before Harry's? So he's the same age as Harry when Harry's parents died. Yeah. So he never knows his parents either.
0: I have always really appreciated Harry's inner reflections about Neville from now on. Like, yeah. he in, even in this scene, he's thinking about, like, why did I never ask Neville about this before? Yeah. Really feeling for him, and that will continue. And I just... I just wish that Harry and Neville were closer friends, because they could yeah. be and they should be.
2: There's no reason that they aren't. Yeah, on paper, except for that
0: she specifically mm-hmm. wants Harry to have one best, one boy best friend and one girl best friend. Um, yeah.
1: And I think that down the line, there's a lot of implications that Harry and Neville are a lot. Closer. Oh, absolutely, they do oh, yeah. get closer. I mean, but- there was
2: in book one, right? Like Neville was, yeah. Harry giving Neville the chocolate
1: in book one, uh. well, and Neville standing up to Harry, Ron, and Hermione, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I think that Neville is the fourth person in a three-person. He
0: should, group. yeah, he should be part of that group, and he would be part of that group if JKR didn't write him to be like this bumbling,
1: useless yeah, boy. Which don't worry, he will. Things will change. Neville Protection Squad goes into hyperdrive soon. I think it's probably less about his personality and more
2: about the relationship stuff that she's starting to do, Yeah, which would get a lot less tidy if there weren't exactly three friends.
0: But it is very sad that Neville does not have any support that we see until now, really. Like, he is- there are five Gryffindor boys of their age, and- They are two best friend pairings and then Neville. He's a fifth wheel in the Gryffindor voice. Yeah. Which
2: like there's no reason that he couldn't also be best friends with Harry and Ron. Yeah. Or have a best friend from like a year younger than him.
0: Or another house. He does later he will be closer friends with some people from the younger years but it's like Yeah.
2: It's frustrating to not see it.
0: Yeah. and just It's just sad. Because he deserves and needs support.
1: So the golden trio is Harry, Ron, and Hermione. The silver trio is Neville, Luna, and Ginny.
0: Yes, who are both And those are fandom
1: terms. Okay. Yeah, those are But the three of them, it is, it is sort of a uh, gender-flipped version, which is not true mm-hmm. at all because gender and, and et cetera... You yeah. have listened to our podcast before, yes? Also, not not equivalent personalities. Not quite equivalent personalities. But the idea is that the, the six of them make up a core group later on. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. In a pretty, like, v- significant and major Very way. Very significant, yes. In the next book.
0: Yeah, I am glad that Neville does become more important and does get more attention and does get more... Um, Care and support but from it Harry. It happened earlier. But yes, it should have happened earlier. Especially because, like, 11 year olds, like, I know that friendships change all the time, but when you're a kid, you definitely, like, and you're, if you're, when you're a kid who is outgoing, like Harry is, you tend to have more friends than just two friends. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. it, it doesn't, it's not really. Uh, yeah.
1: Is Harry outgoing?
0: He's not as outgoing as, I guess, Ron.
1: Harry's kind of an introvert.
0: Oh, that's weird. I would say Harry is more outgoing than Ron. Wow. Well, Harry does have a lot of anxiety, so he could be an introvert. I guess it's just, I don't know.
1: He, like, often wants to be alone, even from Ron and Hermione. He, like, doesn't know how to talk to people. But then
0: why wouldn't he want to be friends with the one who is always alone, which is Neville? (laughs) Anyway...
1: Yeah, I think that's more of circumstance than yeah. it is. Of, like, in reality, Harry and Neville are friends. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're they are not friends. best friends. Yeah. I mean, this is something I think about a lot in
2: this type of setting, which I've also thought about in terms of, like, the um, Magic School equivalent in the Dragon Age series, which is, like, there's, like, a hundred people here. They should all know each other pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no reason... For any of these people to be strangers to each other. Yeah. And they should have pretty large friend groups. But it's, it just doesn't really make sense for a space this confined. You're going to have strong feelings about every other person in that space.
1: Yeah. Whether they be good or bad. Um, one last thought about the trial, which is the movie version of the trial is bad.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, god. It's really bad. It's, it's just like- not... I really...
0: There's just, like, nothing.
1: <laughs> Are all three of these trials in the movie? No. Nope. Um, it's just the Karkaroff trial with some changes. And... Huh. Yeah. I, I really like the fourth movie. Adela doesn't, but I really like the fourth movie, with the exception of the trial. I think that that is actually a really horrible and poorly written piece of the movie. Interesting. Which you will know when we get to the end of the book and then watch the movie. You will see why I think that.
2: Yeah, I I will be busily imagining how this could be made worse.
1: Um also David Tennant is in the movie. Is that who it is? The doctor? The yep. skinny man yeah. with the tiny yeah, face? Yeah. Why are you spoiling yeah. that?
2: Why, that's not a spoiler. I'm just saying he's in the movie. I'm not saying who he is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also I knew he was in Harry Potter.
0: Okay. <laughs> um anyway, I don't think we have much else to say about these chapters.
1: There's really
2: nothing here.
1: Also, the fact that Dumbledore feels like he has to say, don't tell anybody else about Neville's family. I'm not sure that Harry would have anyway. I'm glad that he said it. I'm glad that Dumbledore has that, like, is thinking about that.
0: And Harry might have told Ron or Hermione about it if he He for sure would have asked him not to. And especially, I appreciate, I really appreciate that Dumbledore said, like, let Neville tell people when he wants to. Yeah, like it is up to Neville. It is Neville's right to share that Im- that information when he wants to.
1: Yeah, yeah. The way that it comes out is not ideal. Oh, it's you
0: mean in the whatever. future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, I agree.
2: It is kind of wild that Dumbledore is like, "I'm going to tell you this."
0: Well, Harry saw Harry saw their like heard their names in the trial and asked about it. So, what well, was? Dumbledore yeah, joined?
2: he didn't have to. Tell as many details as he did.
0: Most of the details were in the trial themselves. It, all Harry did was like, "Is that Neville's family?" And and Dumbledore's like, "Yeah, that was Neville's family, and he grew up with his grandmother."
2: I was thinking the part about how they that they lived in a psychiatric institution and that he yeah, them. I feel like that yeah, that's fair. A few steps too far.
0: Dumbledore has interesting ideas of how much information to give give about various different things. Uh huh. <laughs> absolutely no information mm-hmm. about the actual mystery plenty of information about the private life of another student yep anyway we protect neville and we are done <laughs> we are
2: we I, are done. yeah cool only, i was just looking at our outline there's only three sections left
1: there's only three sections left speaking of which if you would like to read along the next section is the third task um, which is chapter thirty one, chapter thirty two, flesh, blood, and bone, and chapter thirty three, the Death Eaters.
0: Excited about those um, uh, chapter titles?
1: E. I'm, hmm. I'm interested to see what the
2: third what the third task ends up being like. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh
2: huh. Because we already obviously have like the basic sketch of what it is,
1: despite the fact that this is three chapters coming up, which are. Book wild. Is it, it is only 50 pages. Yeah, it's
0: not a lot. Huh. That's it's just short. A lot of stuff happening in three chapters. <laughs>
2: it's like, all right, I got the filler out of the way. Time to Oh my god. Flesh, blood, and bone is
1: extremely short. Yeah. Flesh, blood and bone is extremely short, despite the fact that it is one of the most important yep. um chapters in the entire series. The entire series. <laughs> it is in the American oh edition, 636 to 643. It is not even 10 pages long. And it is probably the like linchpin on which the rest of the series hangs in a lot of ways. Yep. Oh my god.
2: Well, So look forward I guess to that she, e. Yeah. <laughs> she got she got the filler out of the way and was like, "All right.
0: There will be no more filler for the rest of this book."
1: Oh god. Well, there's some filler at the very 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 end, but basically that's it. There's always some filler at the very very end of like The Return Home and the whatever yeah. whatever. Yeah. E, I would like to formally request that starting with the chapter flesh blood and bone (laughs) you live blog uh, us your reactions you do not have to do this on twitter but we will (laughs) Um, yeah i i'm very interested to see what you say about the next section which is short and dense and important all right um also if people have questions yes we only got got three sections left so
0: send us your questions and with that I have been Adela. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Aredel, A-R-E-D-H-E-L underscore underscore. And you can still buy my game at Kickstarter.com, etc. Link will be in the description.
1: (laughs) I have been Zoe. You can find me on Twitter at Zoe Topaz, Z-O-E-T-O-P-A-Z. And buy my book, Ostentatious, The Evolving uh, World of Jane Austen Fans, wherever books are sold.
2: And I have been E. You can find me on Twitter at CEL10E.
0: You can find the show at Potternaught on Twitter and Tumblr, and you can send us questions both places. Spoiler questions, please go to the Tumblr. And you can find more music by our wonderful composer, Morgan Jackson, at we did the time warp again.bandcamp.com.
1: Get ready to
0: dive into the nonsense.
2: It's gonna get wild.
1: I had somebody in a different server ask me who Craig was, and I uh-huh. immediately was like, he's, "He's definitely a bear. I still think he's a bear." And the person was like,, "Is he a cat?" And I was like, "No, no, no, Craig is a bot. Craig is a bot. <laughs> <you can't guess." laughs> Let me back up like eight steps. So hi, Zach, Craig and Yark are bots. And they are bears, although
0: uh, they are supposedly actually supposed to have been weasels in the first place, so
1: Oh, he's a cat
0: creator of the them little nose has a username that has the word weasel in it so hallie why I did could you totally bite that. Me? i think they could be weasels hallie just bit me for no reason what's that about Howie. well she's purring but her tail is like flicking like crazy why are you so angry it's
2: time to go silly <laughs> i have been e i have not been e
0: <laughs> wow <laughs> Surprise! Surprise,
1: E. Surprise twist. (laughs) I am become E. (laughs) Soon we. Next time we just (laughs) all sign up as E.
0: As we get to the end of the series,
1: perhaps we will all become E.